0: A moment of power. It's time for a moment of power podcast with Pastor Johnny Henderson, being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Praise the Lord. It was a great thing that he did for me. If he died on Calvary, that was a great thing for you and for me. Amen. Amen, amen. Can we give God praise for this choir this morning? They are singing this morning. They are are ministering to us this morning. Amen. Amen. They are singing under the anointing of God. So we give God praise for all of you. Amen. Amen. Microphone will fill out. Just a second. Amen. Test one, two, everywhere, everywhere. We're not gonna let these, this technology, we're not gonna let it get us today. Amen. 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 Good morning, y'all. Good morning. It is good to see each and every one of you again. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, amen. amen. It is good to be in this place, looking at your beautiful faces. And I'm glad you decided to come out and worship this morning. Those of you that are in the house, those of you that are streaming as well, we appreciate your presence. Amen. Those of you that are visiting, welcome to Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church. Whether you're in the house or Zoom or Facebook, if you're visiting with us, we just want to say thank you for worshiping with us this morning. Amen? We know that you had a whole lot of options. You could have gone anywhere. You, you have a whole lot of options. There's an assortment of churches that are streaming or churches on every corner, but we thank you for choosing Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church this morning. And we want you to know we don't take your presence lightly. We appreciate your presence. And we just want to honor you and we just want to say welcome. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Can we give God praise for our visitors this morning? Amen. Amen. Sir, we want to give honor to God this morning and to all of you. We want to give honor to our officers and leaders, to Reverend Carter, our associate pastor, leading us in worship this morning. And now, to the, to the ushers on the doors, keeping the doors, and all your video mentions for team better, and we give honor to our first lady this morning. Yeah. You know? yeah. I want to get right into the word. Uh, we've, been, we've been in Genesis since January, talking about the fundamentals of faith, and we want to close that out today. We want to close out this Genesis series. If you would go with me to Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. We'll close it out today and we're going to, we're going to preach what we've been seeing about this morning. Amen. How great God's bench was. We'll talk about the presence of God this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I always praise God how the sermon lines up with the music. It lines, up. It, 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 it lines up and flows right into what we want to preach about. Amen? Amen. If you would stand to your feet, Genesis chapter 39, verses, uh, I'll stop at 5, I think, verse 5. Reading from the NIV is on the screen. Follow along with your favorite version. Did I honor the first lady? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm too young to have a bad memory. <laughs> too young to have a bad memory. I'm only 46. You know? I told the sister of my sister, if I forget something, throw, throw something at me. Throw your phone at me if I forget something. All right. Genesis chapter 39. Listen at this. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard brought him, I'm sorry, bought him from the Israelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household, and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the in the field verse two again says the lord was with joseph repeat after me god is with me god is with me when god is with me everything will fall in place the verse says the lord was with joseph so that he prospered i want to use as a subject this morning when God is with you, when God is with you. Pray with me if you will. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the preaching moment, the preaching hour. We thank you for the worship that has come forth this morning. God, we thank you for your spirit, your sweet, sweet spirit that is in this place on today. And So God, as we prepare to hear your word, I pray that you would use me, God, like only you can. Give me preaching power to help me declare what you have given me to share with your people. God, as always, we pray that there will be edification, that you would uh, build us up. We pray for edification and transformation. God, we realize that any time we have an encounter with your word, we engage your word, there should be a shift in our thinking. Alteration in our behavior and more knowledge of you. So edify us today. May we be edified and may you be glorified. And God, we pray most of all. If anyone here under the sound off of my voice, if they do not know you and the pardon of their sins, God, I pray. We pray today that they will receive salvation. We pray that they will, like the man in Acts, that will come running and say, "What must I do to be saved?" This is my prayer, our prayer in Jesus' name. The only name that matters. Let the church say amen. Amen. You may be seated. When God is with you, Paul says, if God is for you, who can be against you? If God be for you, who can be against you? In Genesis, we see. Several episodes of sibling rivalry and and, and 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 animosity, if you will. Genesis chapter four, we find that Cain killed Abel because God honored Abel's offering more than Cain. Abel gave God the best of the the best his best or the first fruits of his offering, while God condemned Cain for essentially giving him leftovers, if you will. Fast forward to today, in Genesis chapter 37, it sets the stage for a dramatic episode of sibling rivalry. Joseph was one of many sons of Israel, who is formerly known as Jacob. Israel fathered Joseph in his old age and favored Joseph more than his brothers. This, in return, created a deep jealousy and hatred and the brothers toward Joseph. Stick with me just a minute. We're going somewhere. Besides, in Genesis 37, in the early parts of Genesis 37, Joseph, he seems to have or display some kind of arrogance or immaturity when his brothers, with his brothers, y'all, by giving his father bad reports on their poor shepherding skills. Joseph, he would would also lord over his prophetic dreams over them. One day Israel sends Joseph to check on his brothers who were all tending the family flocks. When the brothers see him coming, the scripture says they say, Here comes that dreamer. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. Uh, Genesis 37 goes on, one of his brothers, Reuben, convinces them not to kill him, but they still throw him into a cistern. And then several hours later, the brother Judah convinces the other brothers to sell Joseph to a caravan of Israelites bound for Egypt. The brothers I'm trying to set up the context for us this morning. The brothers then take the, the multicolored robe that Israel had given Joseph they tear it to pieces, and they give it into ghost blood. They show their father the robe and convince them that a ferocious animal had devoured Joseph. All right. So in Egypt, Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, buys Joseph as a slave for his household. The scripture tells us this morning that the Lord was with Joseph. And Joseph was successful in everything he did. And as a result, Potiphar entrusted Joseph all that he owns and puts him in charge of his entire household. The text goes on to say, Potiphar's wife wants Joseph to sleep with her. Joseph continually refuses. He's trying to, he's trying to walk in purity and integrity. He's trying to stay true to the ways of God. And Potiphar's wife, she, she continues on attempting him. and one day he, she makes it clear she won't take no for an answer. The scripture goes on to say, Joseph runs out of the room, He flees and she grabs a hold of his cloak. She calls some other people. She falsely claims that Joseph tried to rape her, but when she screamed for help, he again, he again, he fled. Even though this young Joseph, he was arrogant and treated his brothers in dishonoring ways, he uh, he greatly suffered because of the evil actions of others. He was betrayed by his family. He, He served as a faithful servant to Potiphar. Again, the evil actions of another person led to Joseph being betrayed a second time, this time by his his very own employer, if you will. The truth of the matter is, all of us at some point may suffer from the evil actions of others. All of us experience hardships. All of us go through trials. I'm sure all of us have dealt with betrayal of some kind. And we all deal, we all have those fierce storms that impact our lives. Jesus Jesus expressed this very thing. He stated that in this world we would experience trouble. So, So what can we learn this morning from Joseph as we go through our own trials and troubles in life? I'm not trying to suggest that your your siblings will turn on you and sell you off into slavery. I'm not trying to suggest that this morning. I just want to point out in this text that we go through trials and tribulations in life. We have our troubles. Yes. But the real question becomes, how do we deal with them? Yes. Do you, are you able to see God? Are you able to feel God? Are you able to acknowledge his presence in, in trouble? Listen at this story. I was reading the story. It says, God, always present. Listen at this. She was a gifted speaker, a queenly soul from a distant land. Her message was challenging and compassionate. In dealing with the turbulence of the times, she focused on God's guidance and support. Toward the close of her address, she shared a dream. In the dream, she was running from danger, and in the coastal sand, she observed her tracks and those she thought were God's. He was ever so close and protective. Having survived many threatening experiences, at last sorrow struck while on her spiritual pilgrimage. The trauma moved her to talk boldly with God, saying, you were with me through danger and disappointment. I could see your tracks as you accompanied me. She goes on to say, when when death came to my family, you seemed to have disappeared. Where were you? She asked God. My child, God gently replied, you only saw one one set of tracks because I was carrying you. The point of the story is, are we able to see God? Are we able to uh, acknowledge his uh, presence even when it seems like we can't trace it? We saw last week how this worked out of Abraham. Abraham was at the very point of sacrificing his son Isaac, and God met him at the very point of his need. We, we, should, know, we should know this morning that when God is with you, when his hand is on your life, he will continue to meet your needs. I want you to get that this morning. He, when he is with you, when his hand is on your life, he will continue to meet your needs. He is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will see to it that you have everything you need, even in the midst of trouble. It don't always feel like it. Don't always. We can't always reach out and physically touch Him, but you gotta. You gotta be encouraged as He's He's there. He's there. And so here in our text today, we see we see God's providence. And or his favor at work. All right. What is God's providence? It is simply God's divine activity. In other words, in other words, when God is with you, you've gained approval from God, or you have special benefits from God from God or blessings from God. What about God's favor? Sometimes God releases favor in our lives as a response to our prayers. Oftentimes when we get God's favor, it comes Uh, as an answer to prayer as we cry out for God's mercy. I was reading Psalm 106, verses 4 and 5. It says, Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you save them, that I may look upon the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. The psalmist is simply asking God, don't forget about him. That, that's my prayer to God, don't forget about me. When, you, when you're giving out favor and providence and provision to everybody else, don't forget about me. It reminds me of that song that simply says, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. The good news is, y'all, we serve a God that has compassion for his people. You, you are His people, and He saves us from our distress. Who wouldn't want to serve a God like that? When we, when we're in those, in those situations where we seem like we're at a disadvantage, and it seems like everything is working against us, God is the X factor. Amen. God is the X factor. His, his, His favor, His providence, it makes the difference. It makes the difference. Now, don't get it twisted. God, he blesses us with material substance. He blesses us with material things, but I, I believe we got to be careful. And, and we got to be careful and not just reduce God to simply being about material things. Oh, yeah. What I like to call cash, cars, and cribs. <laughs> God, God is much bigger than that. He's much bigger than meeting my needs when it comes to a little change in my pocket or the wheels I'm riding on. God is much bigger. He's much bigger than that. God can meet your needs in all areas. And I stand up here and say that with confidence. He will meet your needs in all areas. Amen. I need, when we say God is with us, I need God with me when the going gets tough. Amen. Amen. When the heat gets turned up a little bit, that's that's when I need God. They say if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. But but when God is with you, you can with withstand the heat in the kitchen. Amen. That's my that's my testimony this morning. When when the when the heat gets turned up in the kitchen, when God is with me, I can withstand the heat. In the kitchen. I say this. When the rubber meets the road. God have Thy own way in my life. When, when, when the walls are closing in on me. God have Thy own way. In my life. That's when the presence of God. That's when the favor of God. The providence of God. That's when it really counts. When the walls are closing in. When the rubber meets the road. When, when the load gets too heavy. I simply say, God, help me carry this load. Amen. When, when the burdens are too hard to bear, I simply say, God, I need you to ease this burdens that have weighed me down. Amen. That's why Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's good news y'all. That's good news on this fourth Sunday. We should also understand this about God's providence and his favor. This is how God affirms us y'all. This is God's affirming action in our lives. Joseph is all by himself. But God still affirms him. The trouble we get into, we oftentimes, we, we find ourselves looking for affirmation and validation from people. All right. That's what we get in trouble at. Right. We, want, we want people to affirm us and validate us. Right. And it, it plays on our emotions because when we don't receive that affirmation, or validation from people that does something to our psyche. I get it. We all we want to be accepted by people. I'm gonna keep it real. We we all want to be liked by people. But it, it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, you you'll find yourself in constant disappointment if you're always looking for people to validate you. But, but when God affirms you. When, when God validates you, doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, doesn't matter what anybody else says, when God affirms you, he will raise you up. He will raise you up out of your predicament. When God affirms you, he'll go to work for you. That's good news, y'all. He'll go to work for you right in the middle of your situation. Don't fall into the trap of seeking validation and affirmation from people. Let God be the one that affirms you. Let God be the one that establishes you and raise you up. And so as we look at this text, Joseph, he was a dreamer. He was known for his his dreams. He was also able to interpret dreams. And and we'll see some principles in this text about God's presence, y'all. He he would have dreams and then tell his brothers about them, hoping he would gain favor with them. Again, looking for that, that validation. But they hated him even more. So we end up here today after Joseph has been sold into slavery. He's sold off to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's right-hand men. Uh, Joseph finds himself in an unlikely or unfavorable situation. The text, is, the text is telling us this morning that there will come some times and life that the going will get tough. There, there will be some days that the heat will get a little hot in the kitchen. But we must, always, we must always understand that even in that, God is with us. Three things I want to share with you in this text. Number one, when it comes to God's presence, we have to understand, number one, presence yields prosperity. Presence yields prosperity. I like this. I want to argue with you this morning that God's presence is what sets the framework for our success, our prosperity, and victory in any given situation. That's what sets the framework or the foundation, if you will. That simply means that God will grant favor and prosperity even in an unlikely or unfavorable situation. I love verse 2. It says, the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. God, you know, God will grant you favor even in Christ's moments. Do you believe that? God will will grant you favor even when the odds are against you. Some of, I, I've said it before, I, I've been in some positions I wouldn't even qualify to be in. Mm-hmm. And if you'll be honest, maybe you can tell that same testimony. Right, right. Yeah. I've been in some positions that I didn't even feel qualified to be in, but it was God. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, the text says the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. Prosperity isn't always about money. It's Prosperity is a successful flourishing or thriving condition, especially in financial respects, of good fortune. Not always, not just about money. In other words, in other words, look at it like this. My situation isn't the ideal situation, but God is still taking care of me. That's prosperity. Let me, let me nail it down a little bit more. Uh, it's not the ideal situation, but my bills are getting paid. I'm not in the ideal situation, but I have food on the table, amen. I'm not in the ideal situation, but I had a warm shower last night, amen. It got a little chilly in Virginia Beach last night, but I was able to cut the heat on I would consider that prosperity, y'all. I would consider that God meeting my needs, amen. That old car has over 100,000 miles on it, but it's still reliable. I can still get from point A to point B. That that is is prosperity in my view. Amen. In other words, God is with me so everything is going just fine. Amen. It's not ideal but it's just fine. His brothers turned on him. His own flesh and blood. Some people will write you off. They're throwing you away like an old McDonald's hamburger wrapper. But when God is with you, he can give you favor, right, smack in the middle of everything. Amen? God will favor you and prosper you, even though some people said you wouldn't make it. Said if if I can borrow one of my daddy's words, they said you wouldn't amount to a hill of beans. But God was with you and favored you and you were. Here today to tell about it. Yeah, yeah. It was a great thing that he'd done for me, the song said earlier. Amen. Yes, yeah. His brother's came to kill him, sold him in the you Now consider this when, when God is with you, when when the hand of God is on your life, it will counteract or neutralize any devious thing <laughs> the enemy has cooked Amen. up to destroy your life. Amen. Amen. That's good news. The text says in verse 3 that his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. I love that because even, I may not be in the best situation, but the hand of God, it can still be seen on my life by other people. All right. the The power of God, the anointing, his favor, it will be seen on you. It is tangible on you. Amen? But here's the second point I want you to understand. The second point about God's presence is, number two, presence neutralizes disadvantages. The presence of God neutralizes disadvantages. We, we say, sometimes we say favor ain't fair. Favor It it may not be fair, but we serve a God that will release his providence into our very own situations. Mm -hmm. In other words, when God is with you, he can change the situation or the conditions around you just to accommodate you. That's what we mean by favor ain't fair. Verse 4, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Verse 5, From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the field and, I'm sorry, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. This is, this is good. Joseph's sold in slavery. He's at a disadvantage. But God's still with him. He shipped off to Egypt. God's still with him. Now, I want to suggest that if God wasn't with him, he'd probably be the low man on a total pole. But he found favor and he's in charge. In other words, the Lord was working everything out in his favor anyway. Amen? Amen. I'm sure Joseph is saying, This isn't the plan I have for my life. And maybe you'll say the same thing with Joseph. This is not what I planned for my life, but God is still working it out for my good. I'm in, I'm in a disadvantaged situation but God is working it out for my good. God will shift the atmosphere around you just so things can work out for your good. Paul says in Romans eight twenty-eight, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. Amen? Although God had given Joseph a dream For his future calling, God's primary concern at this point was not what Joseph was or what he was doing, but who he was becoming. God, I would suggest that God was using his circumstances to develop Joseph into a future leader who was dependable, humble, knowledgeable, and skillful. He's he's being sent into a pit, he's he's been sent to prison. He's experienced repeated betrayal betrayal and favor. He, he's lived highs and lows. None of that stuff may, may not make sense to us. But who we are, who we become through our storms is more important than our resumes or anything that we have accomplished or achieved. Amen. What I'm trying to tell you this morning, beloved, is Joseph shows us that as we seek after and walk in the promises of God, trials will still come our way. Uh, We try to be be good and perfect. We try to do everything the right way, but trials will still come our way. And I want you to know this morning, through the struggles, the hardships, the betrayals we may have, we can can still encounter God, even in the midst of it. Amen? We can, we can encounter troubles and tribulations, but we can still encounter God even in them. Amen? Yeah. Here's the point. We must trust God's presence in our life. Yeah. Yeah. And we must realize that this walking by faith is a journey. It's not a one-time event. Amen? Yeah. So God's presence, it, it neutralizes disadvantages. And Here's the last thing I want you to take home with you today his presence reinforces his faithfulness. When God is with you, his presence reinforces his faithfulness. God is faithful to us. And, and his presence means he's always doing a work in our lives. Amen. The text goes on, I didn't read these earlier, but the text goes on to read that part of his wife, she tried to get fresh with him. She lied on him, and then he gets thrown in prison. But God was still working on his behalf. And I love verses 20 through 20, 20 23. I love it. It says Joseph, Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But twenty, there's something there that says, but. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. God is with him through this whole episode. He said he, he showed him kindness. God showed him kindness, y'all. And granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. And so the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he made responsible for all, he was made responsible for all that was done there. The water paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. That's encouraging for us, y'all. No matter what situation, when God is with you, he will give you success in everything you do. Joseph is he's all alone in a strange culture. He's in a culture that worships uh, strange gods. They speak an unknown language. He has been sold as a slave and forced to do slave work. But it appears that Joseph is still clinging to God. That's right. yes, he is. Despite his circumstances. Amen. Circumstances that make no sense. Circumstances that I'm—I'm I'm sure all of us would would say it would inflict serious emotional pain on all of us. But it appears that Joseph is still clinging to God. Uh, he, he's working for Potiphar. He's—he's he's still walking in the integrity of God. And through all of that, he now finds himself in prison. That leads me t- to a couple questions for us. How do you respond? What happens when you do everything right and tragedy and suffering still make their way to your doorstep? Uh, the question comes in, do you give up on God because your life doesn't make sense? Or do you continue to trust the heart of God? I want you to, I want to encourage you this morning, today, or... Uh, this afternoon, don't give up. Don't give up because, number one, God is faithful. Even when it doesn't make sense. Number one, God is faithful, but also God is good. And I want you to be encouraged this morning to know that God is still for you. Oh yeah. And always know that God is with you. That's the story I said earlier. The young lady said she couldn't trace him, but he was still there. And I want you to know this morning God still brings restoration. Even though Joseph was rejected, he was betrayed, abandoned by his own family, he continued to trust God. Even when things got worse, he he continued to trust God. Another continued to trust God. He could have given up. He could have abandoned God. He could have done a number of things, but the text reveals that he was still holding on to God's unchanging hand. Yes. And so as I press on towards the end, the text, the text wants us to understand that God is with us. Yes. This, this is repeated about eight times in this chapter of Verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. Verse 3, the Lord was with him. Verse 3, again, the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hand. Yes. Verse 5, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house, yes. all because of Joseph. The Lord's blessing was upon all that he owned. Verse 21, the Lord was uh, with Joseph, and he extended kindness to him. Yes. Thank God for his kindness toward us. Amen. Whatever he did, verse 23, the Lord made to prosper. I, I believe the message is clear this morning. I believe the message is clear. God wants you to know that he is with you. He wants you to know that whatever situation you're in right now, he is with you. Whatever you're going through today, Know that everything will be all right. Put away the idea that everything will be perfect. But know that if God is with you or when God is with you, He will take care of you. He will meet you at the very point of your need. Amen. Amen. And the hand of God was on Joseph's life. He, he was with him in Potiphar's house. He was with him in prison. He was with him in Pharaoh's court. And God made Joseph successful. I I came to declare this afternoon that God can and will bless us in similar ways. That's my declaration this morning. God can, he will, and I'm going to go ahead and say he probably already has blessed a whole lot of us in similar ways. Amen? God prospered Joseph so that he might have a testimony for God in high places. Amen? So it's it's, it's bad news and good news in chapter 39. But I go on to chapter 50, verse 20. Joseph, he's reconnecting with his brothers. The Bible says he he told his brothers what they meant for evil. God turned it around for good. Did you hear me this morning? With they meant for evil, God turned it around for good. I, I think that's a good place to close right there. I don't know what you're going through today, but whatever it is, you all believe that God will turn it around for your good. Amen? You may not be what you want to be in life, but I believe that God can turn it around for your good. May have gotten a bad report from the doctor, but God can turn it around for your good. Amen. Some people said you wouldn't make it. Some people wrote you off a long time ago, but is there any witness in the house that God has turned it around for my good? Amen. If there's anybody that can stay at your feet say, I'm still here because God Okay, thank you. of Power. It's a Moment of Power with Pastor Johnny Henderson being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Connect with them by visiting their website, lzmbc.net. Pastor Henderson, Lady Henderson, and the Little Zion family want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will not miss a Moment of Power.